0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. The disarray in the Republican party is in full force today and it's headed for a vote potentially tomorrow. We'll discuss that. Plus, President Biden's chat with Democratic lawmakers, both in the House and the Senate, as they push forward on a COVID relief package. And finally, an ironic turn of events in Georgia. A voter fraud conspiracy theorist is under investigation for voter fraud. Two critical moments inside the Republican Party today that will determine the path forward for how Republicans want to present themselves, conduct themselves in this post-Donald Trump era. They have lost the presidency, lost the House, lost the Senate, and therefore Republicans are at odds with each other. So today, we are awaiting any sign of leadership from Kevin McCarthy about how he's going to handle Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon conspiracy theorist congresswoman from Georgia, and whether or not He is going to guide his party into stripping her of her committee assignments because of her outlandish beliefs that she refuses to apologize for or truly step away from. On this very same day, as we learn Liz Cheney's fate, she's the number three House Republican, the chair of the Republican conference in the House. And as you know, she's one of 10 Republicans to have voted to impeach Donald Trump. And she didn't just vote to impeach and sort of bury her head in the sand about it. She issued a statement at the time justifying her vote to impeach that is so scathing and such a rebuke of Donald Trump's behavior that it's really hard for her to walk away from that at this point. However, members of her own party are seeking some sort of apology from her or some sort of contrition on her part that she spoke so forcefully against Donald Trump. All signs indicate she's not going to do that. Now, think about this, folks. These two things are converging at the very same time. Does a tried and true conservative Republican like Liz Cheney get ousted from the leadership of her party because she's standing up for conservative constitutional principles? And does Marjorie Taylor Greene, a QAnon conspiracy theorist, avoid any kind of punishment from her fellow Republicans for the crazy stuff she's been espousing? the answers to these questions are going to point the Republican Party forward on a path of how it is wanting to be presented, of how it believes it can win in this post-Trump era. Now, Kevin McCarthy, as I said, indicates so far, as we're recording this podcast at about one forty-five p.m. Eastern time today, that he has no interest in taking immediate action. I mean, he's already sort of lost the moral high ground here in this scenario. So Steny Hoyer, The House Majority Leader, the Democrat who controls action on the floor, has indicated that the House Rules Committee is going to get underway preparing for a resolution that is going to strip Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments. That means that it will be a vote for the entire House of Representatives. That means that every Republican is going to have a tough vote because it's going to be up for the full House. Democrats, of course, have the votes to strip her of the committees if it does that, but every single Republican is going to have to be on the record with a vote as to whether or not they're standing with Marjorie Taylor Greene or standing for decency. Now, here's what else matters today. President Biden continued to push his $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan, this time with Democratic legislators. He spoke to the House Democratic Caucus via telephone or on a Zoom call or what have you. They had a closed-door meeting, and he pressed the case there. And he met with Senate Democrats, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, chairman of key committees in the Senate, in the Oval Office, right where he was meeting with Republican senators just a couple days ago. And basically, the president's message was consistent to all of them, which is, do not shy away from going big. Yes, I'd love to bring Republicans on board, But not at the risk of passing a package that doesn't get all the help to where it's needed in the country. The idea that we're going to go out and compromise and go from a billion nine to 600 billion, you know, a trillion nine to 600 billion, it's just not in the cards. I'm not going to start my administration by breaking a promise. One area of compromise that Joe Biden says he is willing to consider, this is what he told House Democrats today, is the targeting of who gets those direct stimulus checks. Not the amount. He's pretty committed to delivering on his promise of an additional $1,400 of stimulus. Now, if you listen carefully to why he's showing some willingness there, it's because people like Joe Manchin, a key moderate Democrat from a red state, has said he's interested in making sure that it is really targeted. So what President Biden is doing there is making sure that everyone from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren all the way on the progressive left to conservative red state Democrat Joe Manchin on the right of the caucus is on board with this. He doesn't want to just sort of do my way or the highway approach. He's showing some willingness there. But what he's not willing to do is dramatically slash the price tag the way that the Republicans had wanted. In fact, Mitt Romney said today, if it's exactly as the president has proposed, he doesn't think a single Republican will vote for it. But that's while Joe Biden is actually out there saying it may not be exactly as he proposed, but it's going to be big enough to get the job done and where he still thinks he's delivering on the promise he made to the American people. This is going to be a fascinating negotiation. We have a longtime legislator in the Oval Office. He knows his way around getting bills passed. This is unlike the Trump administration in its entirety. And finally today, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger has launched an investigation into whether Lynn Wood, the pro-Trump attorney who pushed a handful of those lawsuits to block Georgia's election results, baseless lawsuits, believer in widespread voter fraud for which there is no evidence. Well, now he is being investigated by the Secretary of State into whether or not he voted illegally in Georgia in the November election. The investigation centers around whether Wood is actually a South Carolina resident illegally voting in Georgia or not. He claims to have domiciled in in both states. It's not clear exactly when South Carolina became his home. We don't know how this investigation will turn out. But just imagine, folks, if Lynn Wood, of all people, is one of the real cases of voter fraud that the secretary of state in Georgia successfully pursues. And this all comes as Republicans in the Georgia State House are now trying to pursue legislative paths to restrict voting access. I mean, just remember what you saw in November. You saw record turnout. Why? Well, in addition to just a very engaged electorate, voting was easier. Because of the pandemic, states across the country, Georgia included, made casting votes an easier proposition than it's been because of vote by mail. Well, now Republicans in Georgia. They're now seeking for ways to restrict that vote. Why? Well, it's pretty clear why. They think it's going to be harder for them to win elections if indeed more people have access to vote. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.